Brahma Samhita, Texts 1 through 4. Text 1. Isvaraha Paramaha Krishna, Satchit Ananda Vigraha, Anadya Adya Govinda, Sarva Karana Karanam. Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the Supreme Godhead. He has an eternal, blissful, spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, and he is the prime cause of all causes. Purport Krishna is the exalted supreme entity, having his eternal name, eternal form, eternal attribution, and eternal pastimes. The very name Krishna implies his love-attracting designation, expressing by his eternal nomenclature the acme of entity. His eternal, beautiful, heavenly, blue-tinged body, glowing with the intensity of ever-existing knowledge, has a flute in both his hands. As his inconceivable spiritual energy is all-extending, Still, he maintains his all-charming medium size by his qualifying spiritual instrumentals. His all-accommodating supreme subjectivity is nicely manifested in his eternal form. The concentrated all-time presence, uncovered knowledge, and inebriating felicity have their beauty in him. The mundane, manifested portion of his own self is known as the all-pervading Paramatma, Isvara, the Supreme Lord, or Vishnu, all-fostering. Hence, it is evident that Krishna is the sole, supreme Godhead. His unrivaled or unique spiritual body of super-excellent charm is eternally unveiled with innumerable spiritual instrumentals or senses and unreckonable attributes, keeping their signifying location properly, adjusting at the same time by his inconceivable conciliative powers. This beautiful spiritual figure is identical with Krishna, and the spiritual entity of Krishna is identical with his own figure. The very intensely blended entity of eternal presence of felicitous cognition is the charming targeted holding, or transcendental icon. It follows that the conception of the indistinguishable formless magnitude, Brahman, which is an indolent, lax presentment of cognitive bliss, is merely a prenumba of intensely blended glow of the three concomitants, that is, the blissful, substantive, and the cognitive. This transcendental, manifestive icon, Krishna, in his original face, is primordial background of magnitudinal infinite Brahman and of the all-pervasive Oversoul. Krishna, as truly visioned in his variegated pastimes, such as owner of transcendental cows, chief of cowherds, consort of milkmaids, ruler of the terrestrial abode, Gokula, 
and object of worship by transcendental residents of Goloka beauties is Govinda. He is the root cause of all causes who are the predominating and predominated agents of the universe. The glance of his projected fractional portion in the sacred originating water, that is the personal oversoul or paramatma, gives rise to a secondary potency, nature, who creates this mundane universe. This oversoul's intermediate energy brings forth the individual souls, analogously to the emanated rays of the sun. This book is a treatise of Krishna, so the preamble is enacted by chanting his name in the beginning. Text 2 Sahasrapatram Kamalam Gokulakyam Mahatpadam Tat Kani Karam Taddama Tad Anantamsa Sambhavam The spiritual place of transcendental pastimes of Krishna is portrayed in this second verse. The super-excellent station of Krishna, which is known as Gokula, has thousands of petals and a corolla like that of a lotus, sprouted from a part of his infinitary aspect. The whirl of the leaves being the actual abode of Krishna. Purport Gokula, like Goloka, is not a created mundane plane. Unbounded character forms the display of his unlimited potency and his propagating manifestation. Baladev is the mainstay of that energy. The transcendental entity of Baladev has two aspects. They are infinite spiritual manifestation and infinite accommodating space for insentient gross things. The uniquadrantal delineation of material universe will be dealt with in the proper place. The triquadrantal extensions of the transcendental infinitary field of the Almighty, unlamenting, non-perishing, and non-apprehending unlimited situations of halo, which are a fully spiritual majestic foliation. This very majestical extension portrays the manifested lofty rich feature of the vaster unlimited region, or greater atmosphere, which has its resplendent location wholly beyond the realm of mundane nature, on the further shore of the Viraja, surrounded by the halo of Brahman, or indistinguishable entity. The majestical power of unlimited spirit emanates on the upper portion of the luminous sphere into the most charming Gokula, or eternally existing Goloka, exceedingly beautified by the assorted display of effulgence. Some designate this region as the abode of the supreme Narayan, or the original fountainhead. Hence, Gokula, which is identical with Goloka, is the supreme plane. The same sphere shines as Goloka and Gokula, respectively, by its upper, or transcendental, and lower, or mundane, situation. 
Sri Sanatana Goswami has told us as follows in his Briyat Bhagavatamrita, which embodies the final essence of all books of instructions. Quote, he displays his pastimes here, in this land, as he is used to do in Goloka. The difference between the two planes lies only in their locations, as high and low. That is, in other words, Krishna plays exactly the same part in Goloka as he exhibits on the mundane plane of Gokula. There is practically no difference between Gokula and Goloka, save that this is what exists in the shape of Goloka in the upper region is the same as Gokula on the mundane plane when Krishna showed his various activity there. Sri Jiva Goswami has also inculcated the same in the Bhagavat Sandarbha of his six treatises. Unquote. To ascertain the plane of Goloka Vrindavan is the eternal abode of Krishna, and Goloka and Vrindavan are identically one. And though both are identical, yet Krishna's inconceivable energy has made Goloka the acme of the spiritual kingdom and Gokul of Mathura province forming a part of his mundane plane, which is also a manifestation of triquadrantal vibhuti, or conducting majesty. Poor human understanding cannot possibly make out how the extensive triquadrantal, which is beyond human comprehension, can be accommodated in the limited nether material universe of uniquadrantal disclosure. Gokula is a spiritual plane. Hence, his condescended position in the region of material space, time, etc. is in no way restricted, but unlimitedly manifested with his full, boundless propriety. But conditioned souls are apt to assert a material conception in regard to Gokul by their miserable senses, so as to bring him below the level of their intellect. Though the eye of an observer is impeded by a cloud when gazing at the sun, and though the tiny cloud can never really cover the sun, still, the clouded vision apparently observes the sun as covered by the cloud. In just the same way, the conditioned souls with their obscured intelligence, senses, and decisions accept Gokula as a piece of measurable land, we can see Gokula from Goloka, which is eternal. This is also a mystery. The attainment of final beatitude is the success in attaining one's eternal self. The success in identifying the true self is finally achieved when the screen of gross and subtle coils of conditioned souls is removed by the sweet will of Krishna. However, the idea of Goloka is seen to differ from Gokul till the success in unalloyed devotion is achieved. The transcendental plane of infinite spiritual manifestation, having thousands of petals and corolla like those of the lotus, is Gokula, the eternal abode of Krishna. Text 3 Karni karam mahadyantram sat konam vrajakilakam 
Saranga satpadistanam prakritya purushena cha. Premananda mahananda resanavas hi yat. Jyoti rupena manuna kama bijena sangatam. The whirl of that transcendental lotus is the realm wherein dwells Krishna. It is a hexagonal figure, the abode of the indwelling, predominated, and predominating aspect of the Absolute. Like a diamond, the central supporting figure of self-luminous Krishna stands as the transcendental source of all potencies. The holy name, consisting of 18 transcendental letters, is manifested in a hexagonal figure with sixfold divisions. Purport The transcendental pastimes of Krishna are twofold, that is, manifested and non-manifested. The pastimes in Vrindavan, visible to mortal eyes, are the manifestive lila of Sri Krishna, and that which is not so visible is non-manifestive lila of Krishna. The non-manifestive lila is always visible in Goloka, and the same is visible to human eyes in Gokula, if Krishna so desires. In his Krishna Sandarbha, Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu says, quote, Non-manifestive pastimes are expressed in the manifestive Krishna Lila, and Gokul Lila is the non-manifestive pastimes of Krishna visualized from the mundane plane. Unquote. This is also corroborated by Sri Rupa in his Bhagavatamrita. The progressive transcendental manifestation of Gokula is Goloka. So Goloka is the self-same majestic manifestation of Gokula. The eternal pastimes of Sri Krishna, although not visible in Gokula, are eternally manifested in Goloka. Goloka is the transcendental majestic manifestation of Gokula. The manifestations of the non-manifestive pastimes of Krishna, with regard to the conditioned souls, are twofold. One, Worship through the channel of the mantras, inaudibly recited, liberating, self-dedicatory, transcendental sounds. And two, spontaneous outflow of heart's spiritual love for Krishna. Sri Jiva Goswami has said that worship through the mantra is possible permanently in a proper place when confined to one pastime. This manifestive manifestation of Goloka is the pastime attended with the worship of Krishna through the mantra. Again, the pastimes that are performed in different planes and in different moods are autocratic in diverse ways. Hence, Svarasiki, in other words, spontaneous outflow of heart's spiritual love for Krishna. This shloka conveys a twofold meaning. One meaning is that the pastime attended with worship through the mantra consisting of 18 transcendental letters, transcendental words contained in the said mantra, being differently placed 
make a manifestation of only one Leela of Sri Krishna. As, for example, Klim Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopi Janavalabhaya, Svaha. This is a hexagonal mantra consisting of six transcendental words. One, Krishnaya. Two, Govindaya. Three, Gopijana. Four, Vallabhaya. Five, Sva. And six, Ha. These six transcendental words, when placed juxtapositionally, indicate the mantra. The hexagonal great transcendental machinery is in this wise. The principal seed, Kleem, is situated in the instrument as the central pivot. Anybody with an impression of such an instrument in his mind and concentrating his thought on such spiritual entities can attain, like Chandradvaja, to the knowledge of the cognitive principle. The word sva indicates kshatrigyan, in other words, one who is conversant with one's inner self. And the word ha indicates the transcendental nature. The meaning of the mantra has also been corroborated by Sri Hari Bhakti Vilas. The general meaning is that one who is desirous of entering into the esoteric pastimes of Krishna will have to practice his transcendental service along with the culture of the devotional knowledge relative to him. 1. Krishna Swarup, the proper self of Krishna. 2. Krishnasya Chinmaya Vrajalila Vilasa Swarup, the true nature of Krishna's transcendental pastimes in Braj. 3. Tat Parikara Gopijana Swarup, the true nature of his spiritual associates in Braj, that is, the spiritual milkmen and the milkmaids. 4. Tat Valava, the true nature of self surrender to Krishna in the footsteps of the spiritual milkmaids of Braj. 5. Sutta Jivasya Chidgana Swarup, the true nature of the spiritual knowledge of the unalloyed individual soul. 6. Chit Prakatir Arthat Krishna Seva Swabhava The true nature of transcendental service to Krishna is this, that the esoteric relation is established on the awakening of one's pure cognition. The meaning is that rasa, is only the transcendental service of the central refuge, Sri Krishna, as predominating aspect of the Absolute, by one's ego as the spiritual maid of the predominated moiety of the Absolute integer, attended with pure devotion in the shape of one's entire self-surrender. The pastime in Goloka or in Gokula, during the stage of devotional progress, is the meditative worship through the mantra. And during the stage of perfection, the pastimes manifest themselves as unrestrained transcendental jubilations. This is the real aspect of Goloka or Gokula, which will be made more explicit in due course. The meaning of the words 
Jyoti Rupena Manuna in this verse is that the transcendental meaning is expressed in the mantra by means of which, on transcendental desire of love for Krishna and the service of Krishna being added, one is established in the eternal love of Krishna. Such eternal pastimes are eternally manifested in Goloka. Text 4. Tatkin jalkam tadamsanam tatpatrani sriyam api. The whirl of that eternal realm Gokula is the hexagonal abode of Krishna. Its petals are the abodes of the gopis, who are a part and parcel of Krishna, to whom they are most lovingly devoted and are similar in essence. The petals shine beautifully like so many walls. The extended leaves of that lotus are the garden-like dam, in other words, the spiritual abode of Sri Radhika, the most beloved of Krishna. Purport The transcendental Gokula is shaped like the lotus. The eternal world is like a hexagonal figure in that the entities Sri Radha Krishna, appearing in the form of a mantra consisting of 18 transcendental letters, are centered. The propagating manifestations emanating from the chit potency are present there with the said entities as the center. Sri Radha Krishna is the primary cause or the seed himself. Gopalatapani says, Omkar signifies the all-powerful Gopal and his potency. And Kleem is the same as Omkar. Hence, Kama Bija, or the primary cause of all love, is connotative to the entities Sri Radha Krishna.